This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. The Book of Serenity, Case 83. Now who's nursing the ill? Preface. The whole body is ill. Vimalakirti is hard to cure. The grass is the medicine, and Manjusri uses it well. Isn't it wonderful to encounter and grasp a man facing the ultimate? and obtain this place of peaceful ease. The case. Guishan asked Dawu, where have you come from? Dawu said, I come from nursing the ill. Rishan said, How many people are ill? Dawu said, There are some ill and some not ill. Rishan said, The one who is not ill, isn't that you? Dawu said, Ill or not ill, it has nothing to do with that matter. Say it quickly, say it quickly. Wishan said, even if I could say it, it would have no connection with that matter. In the preface, we hear that Vimalakirti is ill and hard to cure. He was a famous lay, layman, lay teacher. And because he was a layman, lived in the world, immersed in the relative. And it was said that none of the Buddhas, no matter how wise or powerful, were able to cure him of his illness. He replied that as long as the world is ill, I will be ill. What would it mean to cure the world of illness?
in this context, it would mean something like curing the world of its relative nature. As if we would dwell solely in the absolute. Where as the Heart Sutra tells us, there is no old age and no end to old age, no suffering and no end to suffering beyond these distinctions. In the case, Dao Wu says he comes from nursing the ill. In a sense, he could be saying, I'm out fulfilling the first great vow. Sentient beings are numberless. I vow to save them all. Here we have the metaphor of illness and curing as if it was sentient beings are numberless. I vow to cure them all. But of what exactly? What would the cure consist of? What do we mean when we make that vow, when we chant that? Wu is out in the world nursing the ill. How do you do that? We know it's not literally taking care of people, although obviously there is a place for that. And it doesn't mean going around hitting people with a stick, trying to wake them up. That probably wouldn't be appreciated. Not the kind of nursing we're inclined to want. So what do we do for all those sensual, sentient beings we walk among them, interact with them. How do we save them? Huishan asks, how many are ill? And he's told, some are ill, some are not ill. We might, we might say that some of us go around thinking we're fine, that we're healthy. Life is going the way we want it to. Others go around all the time 
feeling ill, feeling unhappy, that life isn't what they wanted, isn't what they expected. But in terms of this koan, both those positions are ditches on either side of the great way. Of course, it can feel better to believe that life is going well, that you're healthy, that you're living the life you want to live. But all it takes is, you know, one food delivery messenger on a bicycle tearing down the street, not looking where he's going, or one errant cancer cell to completely upend your health and your life and going the way you want it to go. All, everything is precarious. And no matter how much we feel like we're doing everything right to take care of ourselves, all our exercise, all our vitamins, all our meditation doesn't take much to make all of that disappear in a flash. On the other hand, We can go through life forever feeling a day late and a dollar short, never having gotten what I wanted, never having achieved what I wanted or gotten the recognition that I wanted, the love that I wanted, the family, the fame, the money. Almost nobody can say they have enough of all those things. Looked at from a certain perspective, life is always lacking in some good or another. What do we dwell on? How do we see that? To dwell on what we don't have or what we have is to treat like a problem, to treat life like a problem that we either feel we've solved and we're proud of ourselves for that or feel that we've been stymied by. We feel hurt and disappointed and angry. Either we've answered the problem or we failed to answer the problem. But either way, we're stuck in that kind of dichotomy. What's the alternative? What does it mean to see life instead of a problem, to see it as a koan?
in this story today, ill or not ill, doesn't touch that matter. That matter is treating life as just this, not dichotomized into ill or not ill. I ill or not ill? I'm relatively healthy for 72. My knees are bad. My eyes are bad. Mostly my faculties are intact. I can do what I want to do most of the time. There's no question that what I can do diminishes with age. And I'm not impervious to that. I'm not going to pretend that I fulfilled Joko's definition of enlightenment, in which if I went blind and became paralyzed, it would be okay with me, right? There's some way in which it's not possible to completely bootstrap ourselves out of the relative world of problems and dwell solely in the world of the absolute or koans and live solely as just this, whatever it is, just this. Our practice allows us over and over again to have some experience of that alternative, round ourselves in it, so that maybe more, maybe less of the time we're able to simply live life as it presents itself to us. When we're sick, we're sick. When we get old, we get old. For the most part, these things have a dimension of problem solving. When I'm sick, I'll take the Advil. When I get old, I try to adapt myself to that. It's not like we neglect that problem side of life. But we put it in that bigger container, container of seeing life as a koan, which getting old isn't a problem. Getting old is still being alive. It's what being alive is. To be alive is to be alive in time, to be alive embodied. We will always be ill at some level. We will always be vulnerable, immortal, independent, and exist in the midst of time, 
nothing about our practice will ever make that dimension go away once and for all. When we save all beings, we cure them of delusion, we cure or save ourselves. Some way we're not changing anything whatsoever. Rather, we're allowing ourselves to simply stay present with what is. All beings, just as they are, just Buddha nature. They possess immersion and embeddedness and interdependence and impermanence. That's their Buddha nature. Those things are not problems to be solved. Koans, dilemmas of appreciation, of acceptance, of realization, life as it is. <laughs> 